0: Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney.
1: Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible, and today we're going to hear about keeping your SEO clients happy and how law firms leverage SEO. Joining me today is Abby Lundstrom, who is the SEO specialist and consultant at SEO by Abby, which provides SEO and content marketing consulting that is geared towards what matters for your business and brand. Working with Abby, you'll get actionable guidance designed to make the biggest impact using whatever resources are available to you. Today, Abby and I are going to discuss creating great SEO for your clients and how legal or law SEO works.
0: this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. Okay, here's my conversation
1: with Abby Lundstrom, the SEO specialist and consultant at SEO by Abby. Abby, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank
2: you, Jordan. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, we don't get we don't get enough time on this podcast to really talk about, you know, genuine like law firm or legal SEO and really what makes it work for that industry, right? It's amazing to have someone with that kind of experience on the show. And I'm I'm excited to to better understand a little bit about what what matters most to the types of clients you work with and, and and what what helps drive their SEO success?
2: Yeah, so I've been um working with law firms and their SEO for about seven years. And when we talk about doing SEO for a particular industry, a lot of the time We'll be saying a lot of the same things across different industries, right? You might find those articles that say, you know, comprehensive guide to, you know, SEO for plumbers or for interior designers, et cetera. And a lot of the time, it sounds like a lot of the same fundamentals, which it should be because SEO does operate with a lot of the same fundamentals across all industries. However, I want to talk about some of the things that make law firm and legal marketing maybe more unique or some of the emphases that maybe don't apply as much in other areas. So I'm excited to dive into some of those details.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so like, when we talk about like, you know, a law firm or that type of business, right, give us a little bit of background in terms of the nature of these websites and, and how they're, they're set up or built, uh, maybe before we go into some of the, the practices or our efforts that really make, make an impact
2: yeah absolutely. So law firm websites are typically going to be on the smaller to medium end in, in terms of how many pages, how large they are. So we're not talking highly complex enterprise sites, um, depending on the size of the business and how long they've been operating. We're usually talking just a few hundred pages. Uh, maybe some more established sites you know might reach into the thousands, but these are by and large pretty simple sites that have the kind of their core pillar pages, um, their bio pages, and then a blog system almost always. In that sense, the site structure is usually pretty, pretty simple. Um, And most law firms rely heavily on local strategies. So they are going to want to and often do focus a lot of their time and energy on the Google business profiles and directories and offsite SEO as well. Um, So that's that's sort of the technical um, framework that they're working with. Right. Most law firms emphasize one avenue of law, but sometimes they have multiple avenues of law. And usually the the keywords or the um, topics that they're really going after and wanting to show up in search results for kind of revolve around whatever that area of law is. And there are typical searches that they try to target and go after.
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, we're typically dealing with a kind of a smaller website, a set of pillar content. And obviously, like many of these law firms, there's a specialization, right? They 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 have an area of focus. It might be business. It might be other practices around litigation. But ultimately, their specialization is what their primary focus is, and that's who they primarily want to target. Before we get into that content strategy about what they're targeting, I'd love to understand your perspective on the local nature of these businesses and how that might play a role in what happens on these websites.
2: Definitely. So for law firms that are maybe smaller, maybe there's a handful of attorneys, they typically serve you know one particular city, and that's the area that they're focusing on. And so the goal there is to show up in the local, local maps pack and even in regular organic search results for people looking for a lawyer in that particular city and they're trying to dominate maybe a, a smaller area. In those cases, the competition isn't always that high if we're talking maybe a, a smaller smaller local area and city, there's maybe not as many lawyers. But if we're talking, you know, New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles and you're a car accident lawyer for example, that's going to be one of the most saturated Markets out there, and so you know trying to have a strong organic play using Google Maps, you know you've only got usually three organic spots in that local maps pack to rank in, and so that's going to be um, some of the most difficult on the other extreme so um, some considerations there, having a well optimized Google business profile is really important for law firms. We can talk about this more in a little bit, but a lot of law firms, as they grow, as they get bigger, do tend to try to secure multiple locations across the state that they're in or even across the country and start trying to leverage profiles in those additional offices as they expand. And there's a lot of um, kind of interesting nuances and situations that can happen with all of those Google business profiles as we start you know, getting bigger.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the uniqueness of, of this category right is the the balance between targeting local being an authority there but also being able to 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 meet the demands of your specialization in terms of the the content strategy here right i mean you know everyone especially nowadays with the introduction of ai and the big push with the use of ai there's this, this strong persistence that seo is about production right it's about more is better And I'm curious to get your take when it when it comes to law firms and in this particular vertical, what works from a content strategy standpoint, and what is the right amount or focus of content that's needed?
2: Right. So what I've seen to be an absolute essential or fundamental is to have a primary landing page or pillar page for each type of case that you want to work on. So if you're a car accident lawyer and you want car accident cases. You need to have a car accident page. And similarly, if you're a divorce lawyer, there should be a divorce page, you know, maybe a separate one for child custody, etc. So each type of um, specific case, there needs to be a robust and well optimized page on that service area. Um, and a lot of your strategy is going to kind of revolve around making sure that that page is kind of your your money page so to speak that you're that you're focusing on i also think that for law firms having a a regular blog is helpful and you know there's a lot of conversations right now with uh you know ai and the direction google's going it's harder to get real estate on page 1 for something like a blog with all of these featured snippets and the SGE and people also ask. There's so many, so many things pushing your your blog result down. But I still think that it's uh, not quite time to abandon the strategy yet because for legal issues, people have a lot of questions. They really, really do. They have a lot of questions and they want to be well-informed before they start making really big life decisions about their future. And I think that that's a need that law firms can really meet is try to answer those questions in their blog, get them through the door, build awareness for their own company, become a trustworthy resource for people. And that does help boost their EEAT, boosts their their reputation. It gives them, you know, opportunities to um, receive backlinks. There's all of those very particular SEO benefits, but it's also what their what their audience is looking for and wanting a lot of the times those guides and understanding what they should do next in their difficult situations they're in.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. So, join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P R E V I S I B L E.io. I mean, 100%. I mean, talking
1: or speaking to your audience and and connecting with, with them through content. And I agree with you, in, in particular with law firms. There's just so many questions, and so much effort is given to ever So much effort is given by a consumer before a decision is made behind who you might work with or or partner with. One of the considerations or, or challenges that I think we we often encounter is that in the realm of of law firms and in this vertical is that you know. The law firms themselves are sometimes very reluctant to publish this kind of communication, right? To, to, to share this kind of information on the website. Mm-hmm. Considering that, that uniqueness one, and maybe first I need to ask you, like, do you agree with that? Is, is there a reluctance? And if there is, how do you circumvent that? Or how do you, how do you educate or inform them to, to ensure that they are messaging their audience and their potential customers online?
2: Yeah. So this is, I'm really glad you asked this uh, question because I do have a lot of thoughts on this. And there's this is where law firm SEO gets into unique areas that might not apply anywhere else that people should be aware of. So one thing that might be going on, and yes, I agree that there is often a lot of pushback from lawyers on certain content strategies. And a lot of the time they do have reasons that make sense. And one of the concerns that they're up against is that They must submit to the bar advertising rules in their state. And believe it or not, there are pretty specific and harsh, (laughs) one might say harsh from a marketing perspective, uh, rules that they need to abide by. There are certain words they can't say. There are certain um, ways they are not allowed to present themselves. So, for example, they are not allowed in most states to refer to themselves as the best they are not allowed to say they're better than other people even. They can't make comparative statements outright. They can't say things like specialize or even expert, um, which is a really big, you know, term right now that people are trying to have the expert, you know, advice, et cetera, et cetera, to kind of appeal to that EEAT. But, um, you know, you're usually not allowed to say those kinds of things unless you're able to demonstrate you have a, you know, a bar certified specialization in something, a certification. Um, And a lot of people are searching for best lawyers near me. And that's not a phrase you're going to find on their website because they will often get in trouble with the bar for saying something like that. They'll also get in trouble if there's legal inaccuracies on their site. So sometimes lawyers are nervous about having a marketing firm represent them and represent what they do um, because there could be inaccuracies that they get in trouble with, with the bar. And you know, uh having legal accuracy is important for Google's principles of your your money, your life issues. You know, that that comes up a lot. We talk about legal issues are important to to get right for SEO reasons, but it's also maybe a little bit more consequential you get it right so that you don't get in trouble with the bar. So for those reasons, there's kind of a, a lot at stake presenting yourself accurately as a lawyer. So that's one area where some of the pushback might come from.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think that's great advice, and it's so eye-opening how unique this particular industry is, and some of the nuances that you have to understand not only as an SEO but as a, a content owner or supporter uh, of of a law firm. When you think about knowing all this, knowing the kind of the the technical nature, the need to go after your audience, the requirements behind how you publish content. What does success look like and and what are some of the tips or advice that you have for our listeners who might be either on the agency side or or might be SEOs who are working with with small businesses or local businesses maybe even outside of the law firms what kind of advice do you have in terms of creating that success and helping helping their clients succeed in these in these types of environments
2: right so I'll always say this for no matter what website you're working with but it's really important to get the fundamentals right with how your website is set up. Make sure it's technically sound, the site structure's good, it's crawlable, it's readable. A lot of the time businesses that haven't invested very much in their SEO at all, including smaller law firms, once they come to you and you just give them kind of those low-hanging fruit deliverables, they often accomplish a lot just in the first few months because now they're actually in the game and they're in their you know, a contender. When it comes to, you know, maybe a more competitive area, it's important to perhaps get a little bit clever because in this day and age, if you haven't noticed, it's hard to get a spot on page one. There are so many things crowding you out. There's directories, ads, the maps. It's harder and harder to get that, you know, New York City car accident lawyer number one spot. That's almost a non-existent (laughs) achievement nowadays, unfortunately, you know, I, I, it used to be, but there's, there's ways to kind of be clever with that. You can still do a lot more work with your Google business profile. You can start thinking about what are some maybe less competitive keywords that we can start dominating for that still get people through the door, such as, um, you know, maybe someone saying my insurance won't pay me enough for the accident. Now that's maybe less competitive, but it gets someone to our site because we have a great ranking blog that's telling them, hey, we can help you if your insurance isn't, you know, helping you enough, something like that. And, you know, I think that also the difference between some of these firms that are able to break it into the page one and the ones that aren't does often have to do with how much PR is surrounding their firm. And there are actually a lot of opportunities for law firms to be putting themselves out there more that I do think makes a big difference. So attorneys are often part of associations, um, speaking events, they have ties to universities, charities, they can get involved in scholarships. There's all these things that law firms are often involved in or could be getting themselves involved in that all generate that off-site buzz that really does play into and, and help their SEO. And so even though you know, getting, getting them over, over the finish line for some of those things is not in the control of an SEO strategist, what I really like to do is put together a report and say, here's all your competitors that have backlinks because they did these things, right? They, they had this speaking event and they they had their marketing team follow through and make sure there was a link involved. Here's a report, here's things that you should really consider and why and start prioritizing for them and giving your recommendations on, you know, how you can collaborate together on getting some of those more um, competitive mentions that help their SEO.
1: I love that. I mean, that's such great advice and and I think it's super valuable. And maybe as we move into into closing for this episode, I'd I'd love to get your perspective for the business owner that might be listening, Mm. Right. The business owner that might have heard all of that and is saying, "I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's really where I should invest." What kind of advice, or direction, or coaching do you give, you know, your partners, your clients, around making this this big leap into digital marketing, local marketing, and most importantly, content and SEO efforts?
2: Right. So something that's really important to me is getting alignment with your client and really, really understanding what exactly they want and what success looks like for them. Because believe it or not, it does actually differ to some extent from business to business. Some businesses want their phone to be ringing off the hook tomorrow. And if they're not going to get that, then they don't want it. And in that case, maybe they need to be investing everything they've gotten to an aggressive paid uh, PPC venture if they are willing to play the long and slow game of SEO that ends up often getting them a better return on investment in the long term, then good. That's, they're in the right place with SEO. Um, but it's important that they understand that that's what SEO um, has to offer. So I think getting that alignment is really important with the client, that they understand you know, how SEO works and what, what the long-term game is going to be. And, you know, I think that they really should understand that that return on investment is higher. If you're getting people in the door and you didn't have to pay for that click, you come to see all of that hard work pay off in the long run. And SEO, you know, things are shifting, things are changing, but that's why having experts on your side to keep, keep you nimble, keep you updated. Make sure that you're not falling behind the competition. That's all going to be invaluable for them. You know, SEO is not going to be a one time, one time round of edits to your website and then you're good to go. And all your competitors, they're not going to be slowing down. You can <laughs> you should assume they're not going to slow down. So if they're not going to, you're probably going to just be falling behind, unfortunately, especially in more um competitive, saturated markets. So that's um you know kind of the encouragement i give them about about seo and how there is some patience involved and i think that it's really important that the seo strategist help connect the dots for the client about why they're doing what they're doing because it's not obvious to everyone you know why is this blog important or helpful why are these seemingly random technical updates actually going to matter you know connecting those dots is really
1: important for building trust as well hundred percent. I think it's a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voice of the Search podcast. Thank you to Abby Lundstrom, the SEO specialist and consultant at SEO by Abby for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Abby, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit her company website, seoabby.com.
0: Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.